Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk about some late round targets who could help win your league. Next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dan Schneier, and we're looking at players currently going outside of the top 180p who could end up being real difference makers for your fantasy team. And like these are, you might be inclined to look back in eight months and point out how wrong we were. <laughs> but the whole point of this exercise is these players are long shots. They're not going to cost you very much. And if you hit on one of them who becomes even a, a viable starter for you throughout the season, it's going to make a real impact for your fantasy team. And the guy I want to go with, there's a there's a handful of running backs. We're going off NFC ADP right now. There's a handful of running backs I think you could choose, but I'm going to go with Zach Charbonnet, the rookie second round pick for the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, we expect him to open the season as Kenneth Walker's backup. And Kenneth Walker had a pretty good rookie season as a six, uh, second round pick last year, but the addition of Zach Charbonnet, it could just be, hey, Pete Carroll loves running the ball. He loves smash mouth football. He loves four yards in a cloud of dust. But the, when you look at the numbers for Kenneth Walker, what you see is that he hit a lot of big plays. He was one of the better big play runners in the NFL. And that kept him you know, efficient as a runner. But there were a lot of plays where he didn't really get anything. If you look at the NFL next-gen stats, there's one called rush yards over expectation where they take – the whole history of you know their tracking and they they look at the placement of the player and how fast they're moving and look at how many yards they're expected to get. And the percentage of Kenneth Walker's carries where he did not get more yards than expected was actually the second highest of all running backs in the NFL behind only James Robinson. So it was very all or nothing. And I could see a situation where the Seahawks just get fed up with that all or nothing nature of Kenneth Walker's game and move to Zach Charbonnet, who also could have the passing game role and potentially might be a better goal line back than Kenneth Walker. So that's one where I could see some real upside for Zach Charbonnet if he gets an opportunity, if they move away from Kenneth Walker. Dan, why don't you give me a couple? Okay, a few I'm going to go with Devin A-Chain, the rookie running back sure. from Miami. Look, I was pleasantly surprised when I watched Devin Achane's tape. He has this archetype that people think of him as this like speed guy who's only going to bounce the outside. He gets tough yards in between the tackles. I think he's actually a really good runner and has a really good shot to beat his draft capital as an NFL player. And in that offense, we've seen that running backs will find success. It's a wide zone based scheme. It's very running back friendly. And that offense was played with good tempo moved the ball well with Tua last year. So if Tua stays healthy, I like Devin A-Chain there. Another player I really like, Chris, is Anthony Richardson being drafted at 126. We've seen everything. We've seen the blueprint, right? This is what mm -hmm. Brian Dable did with Daniel Jones last year. You limit the type of throws they're making. You do a lot of bootleg. You get them on the move. And you use them in the red zone as rushers. And Anthony Richardson doesn't need to do all that much as a passer to have fantasy success. Daniel Jones was borderline quarterback one with 15 passing touchdowns last year, barely throwing for 300 more than th uh, tw uh, three times. Anthony Richardson could do the same thing, but mm -hmm. more on the ground. 
So I really like Anthony Richardson yeah. as an elite potential league winning gamble. The one thing I would say about that is his ADP might be 132 right now uh, on NFC. Most yeah. of the drafts we're doing with our staff, he's going top 75, top 80. Uh, and, and I think that's where he'll settle. I think he kind of splits the difference between there's probably a top seven or eight at the QB position who are going to go inside the top 60 to 70 picks. Then it's going to be Richardson. Then you're going to see Tua Tungavailoa and Deshaun Watson and guys like that around 100. So I, I love the Anthony Richardson call. So does everyone else we're drafting <laughs> with, at least. So he's he's probably not going to last that long most of the time. Yeah, for sure. But for now, he is. And one more guy who, and I honestly don't think Devin Achain's going to ever last outside the top 100. I think yeah. he's going to shoot up the board. But for now, they are. Last one I'll go with, he may stay down, potentially. We'll see. But either way, take the gamble. Sky Moore, the second-year receiver for the Chiefs. At this point, this kind of depressed ADP, you're getting a gamble in the bet with the best passing offense in the NFL, with the best quarterback in the NFL. And we know we know how hard it is to pick, and, pick up Andy Reid's system in year one. That goes for any receiver who goes through the mix there in Kansas City. Even Tyreek Hill took a little bit of time there. Sky Moore now in year two, understands the system better. Also remember, Sky Moore did not play the wide receiver position forever. He was a running back, so he's also just raw to the position in general. That leads me to believe that this is a good time to buy because at some point it's going to click for him. He has a lot of talent. We know that. We've seen him run those routes. We've seen him get in and out of breaks. He's going to be a best friend for Patrick Mahomes at some point. I'm going to make the gamble that it's this year because it doesn't cost that much right now. Yeah, I don't know if you're a Kadarius Tony guy, but Kadarius Tony has there's people on both sides of the ledger, and I can see both sides no of the interest. argument. I think he's a talented player, but yeah, he's going around 85th overall, 87.6 in this ADP. Sky Moore 141. I very similar draft capital. Tony was like the 21st pick. Sky Moore was a second rounder. So, you know, Sky Moore obviously didn't do much last season. Kadarius Tony hasn't done much in two seasons. So I don't really have a preference on either of those guys when I'm projecting and when I'm ranking. They're very close for me. The fact that Sky Moore is five rounds later in most yeah. drafts, I, I think it's a, an easy call to just take him instead of reaching for Kadarius Tony because I think the upside's similar in that offense. So Here's a I quick love that call as well. Fact. Here's a quick Tony fun fact then the show. This is courtesy of Matt Harmon, who did an eight-game sample size in him for reception perception. Which is pretty much the Kadarius Tony sample size. It's a lot of games. In eight games, he ran 76 total routes in eight games. Yep. Yeah, he was a non-fed. The, the the Chiefs basically used him as a gadget player and near yeah, the red zone so last the year. Giants. That's all they could use him as. Maybe so. his role will increase, but he's also got to stay healthy, which has been a major problem for him in the NFL and, and in college. So that uh, reasons for skepticism around Kadarius Tony and reasons to like Sky Moore at a much cheaper price. So that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll see you next week.